0: Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robert Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered or scaly best friend on your lap and it's over to Lewis and Robbie.
1: Hello and welcome listeners to episode 71 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Andert and I'm joined as I am every week by Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you this fine Sunday morning, mate? Oh, what a big week it's been in football, mate. Has it? Big week in football. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Anything happened this week, mate? Oh, yeah. Games? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of things that happened. Can we talk about last <laughs> week instead, you know, rather than this week? Uh, this, this, this week's been a little dicey. Thought I'd get you that one. Mate, we had get people, back. we had people come, like, we, so we had a massive football day, yesterday. So Ruben had Oz in the morning and we had a, a Thermomix party. So, so finally bought Christina a Thermomix yeah. because now, you know, I'm going to use it to make ice cream. So, um, yeah. and then um, we had uh, up at the halftime of the local footy, all the Oz kickers went and played a couple of grid games. So Ruben went up and played that. And then after that, I said to Christina, Oh, we've got friends. You know, some of our friends are going to come back because their kids barring for Collingwood. I've got a, a KO um, subscription still you know, yeah. for, for a week. And I said, Hey, yo! Know, come around, come around. And we'll watch the footy on the TV rather than going to a pub. Yeah, no problems. So we've got three families coming back from the from the Oz kick to to watch the footy. And Christine goes, one of our other friends has just invited us around for dinner. <laughs> and, oh, crap. busy time, so we'll, mate. So we'll just watch. Yeah, we'll watch some of the game. And um, so I think we watched the first half and sitting there watching it when when the Giants kicked eight goals in the first ten minutes. Fifty to seven. And I'm just watching, just going, is a bit crap. You know. Kind of had enough of this, yeah. You, know, you go to the trouble of organising people to come around yeah. and go, Let's come around and watch my team get absolutely pants. Oh, I
2: really, really wished I'd had an invite there, mate, so I'd come around and just uh, just rub it in a little
1: bit. Yeah, Shannon fruit. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> might I might be able to rub it into you this weekend, mate. Yeah, you know, the well, big pies, tied it on it is. Friday. Well, when this drops.
2: Yes, oh yes, it it be, it'll be on the Tonight. Day. Yes. Tonight. Gee, we're
1: nervous. Uh, well, I'm 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 probably more nervous than you because I think yeah you know, we've had, we've had one good game in six weeks so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we are coming good. Well, the Tigers are maturing well at the right time of the year and, and Collingwood's starting to get a little bit stinky. So
2: anyway, all right, let's move on. Move yeah. to something good.
1: Well, yeah, well I had um I had a funny thing happen this week. So with with work, right? So um it's still been um you know, I just got back to to not being a vet down, which is great, you know. And so we've been that busy that there'd be times where I wasn't able to get get out to go and get some lunch. Uh, um, and I was trying to work real hard on not just eating chocolate for lunch, which sometimes <laughs> happens, right? You know, people bring in chocolates oh, yeah. and you get really busy and you go, oh, I'll just grab a handful of those as I'm walking past. i grab another handful and you get home and realize I've had nothing that hasn't been based on sugar the entire day. Um, and then I wonder why I don't sleep well at night. Um, And we, you know, for hospital patients, we've got roast chicken frozen in the freezer. And so occasionally, um, you know, one of the nurses will go and buy two roast chooks and come back and they'll be, and they'll strip it and get all the bones and skin and everything off and freeze it in little, little bits uh, in the freezer so we can just warm it up. And so I've gone. Oh, I've got five minutes before my next consult, and right, and, and they're stripping. it. right. I'm just going to sit in and start eating this chicken. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I, and so we're in the laundry, and I look back, and they're at the front desk is my next consult. and They're standing there, seeing me eating all this <laughs> chicken. And I go, "I'm just testing it for the animals to make sure that it's okay." <laughs> yeah. And then he's gone. What? And I said, "Oh, yeah, this is just the chicken that we have for the dogs." I'm just. Checking to make sure it's all right for him, you know, it's nothing weird. Was it the fact that he had it in, in a dog bowl in the
2: cage, you sitting there eating it? <laughs> and they're
0: just, like, oh,
2: "What's he doing?" Just so, gnawing into
1: it. The other dog wasn't hungry, so I'm like, "I'll just finish this off myself." I, just gnawing on a drumstick, and I got got yeah the got, got the grease you know, smeared around my lips. You I'm just going to go and clean up before what a, I come and see what you. What a great visual
2: that is. That's
1: <laughs> But that's how dedicated I am, Lewis. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to put anything in the bowl of a sick dog, I'm going to make sure that I've tested it first. You're
2: the royal taste tester. The royal
1: taste tester, that's right. Yeah, it's just one of the many roles that I play, one of the many services that I provide for my patients who I care so deeply about. Good on you, mate. Good yeah. on you. <laughs>
2: Fantastic. Now we were talking about footy and stuff. Yeah, and we got a uh, we got a review from Lithuania. So oh, really, I, so I'm sure they'd be interested in our chat about football. Absolutely, that we, they yeah, take, they'd be right. they be, be right in their
1: wheelhouse.
2: Now it was. Oh, I wrote oh, right down from uh, we got a, from Lithuania from Ju, Julia. I'm not going to say her last name because I'm going to butcher it. Yeah. Uh, just loving the energy of these vets Always makes my day happier Great podcast Wow
1: Julia from Lithuania so thank, thank you very thank much Thank
2: you very much Julia That's fantastic yeah.
1: And if you want to leave a review
2: Yes Much appreciated Yeah Really
1: at five stars Because that, that helps to put uh, put Gets iTunes to put us in front of uh, Other people's eyes Like Julia Not sure where she uh, Tell us where you heard about us Julia It'd be great to find out How you uh, stumbled across us. Exactly
2: If you're still listening Yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> After our footy talk Yeah but
2: I looked up on the stats now you can look up where we where we listen to. Yeah. Couldn't find any listeners in Lithuania. Oh, really? It's a funky website that we're using <laughs> oh, there. I you know? know.
1: Don't know what's going so on. So tell us,
2: Julie, what's the deal? Yeah. Where you listening? Thanks so much first. Thank you. But where are you listening Welcome from? Welcome to the family. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And you got any questions? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen our Patreon page? <laughs> <laughs> no, send us something. Send us something. Tell yeah. us what's going on. Yeah, All for right. sure. Now, that's excellent. Um, I, and I was, another stupid thing that I had fi- happen this morning, this might be a, a story that Julia thinks is high energy, right? So I've walked into the laundry, right, to try and let the cats out because we have them sleeping in the laundry. And I've let it out and there's only one cat in the laundry. Oh. So I go, what's going on? So Melbourne's come running out. and I go, where the hell's Parker? And so I've, I've looked around and realised that, you know, so we got a big plastic tub that we got from, you know, one of the generic ones you get when you buy a bag of food from one of the food companies that doesn't sponsor us. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and I've looked in there and he's inside the food container. Oh, no! Right? So what he's done is he's lifted up the the, the, the lid, jumped into the food container, right? And I'm going, what the hell are you doing there? And then he's poof, just popped out again and then toddled out. So I've got no idea how much uh, – here I am trying to do all this. good <laughs> thing is feeding them around the house to try and stop them from putting on weight. And he's going in there and he's self-serve buffeting himself on Rosie's food through the night. And he's deep in the buffet. Yeah. Wow. And it's really getting low tide too. Well, I was
2: so. going to say, like, it would be a bit of a difficult situation because the more he eats – the harder it be for him to jump out. The deeper it gets. So, at what point is he where he's, he's eating too much and he can't get out? There's again. a
1: very fine tipping point yeah. there, Lewis, of <laughs> where he's where he's gone. Hang on, I've flown too close to the sun <laughs> here. I've eaten too much now. I can't get out. You know, <laughs> little Timmy's falling down the well and he keeps drinking the water and it's not helping him get out. Just can't get up again. No, no, no. Oh, so, so that was an. So I called the kids and I was like, "Look at that." Look at what the stupid cat's doing. Anyway. And a bit more housekeeping, mate. Oh,
2: yes. Uh, Our 100th episode.
1: Yes. It's coming up. It is coming up. Well, a while off. (laughs) What are we, 71? 71 now, so it'll be 29 weeks. Thanks, mate. Yeah. yeah. I I think I did the maths. Valentine's Day next year. No way. Really? Sorry, mate. Busy. Valentine's Day, are you? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 Well, that's because you've been working on your uh, on your harp lessons, <laughs> you know, and your Spanish your Spanish tango dancing. to try and take Deb out for a nice uh, a nice night.
2: How to hold a rose between my teeth, that sort of thing. Da, 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 exactly. Da.
1: How did, uh, I mean, I know that there was a there was a bit of controversy a controversy in the Kirkham House of where you were trying to go on the down low of about being married. Where you're trying to go on the Bachelor this year, and they managed to get the uh, the 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 nuclear physicist guy. You know, is that is that trying to get you back into well, Deb's good books, you know, all this uh, Valentine's Day uh, stuff? Nuclear physicist, mate. It's not brain
2: surgery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, well, speaking of a bit more housekeeping, yeah.
1: the new Australian Survivor is coming up. Oh, yes. That, you, do you follow, do you like Survivor? Uh, we are big fans of Survivor. I had trouble with the last Australian Survivor because it went for too freaking long.
2: Right, yes. okay. Yep, well, too many days on the on. On the island? Too, like ma- too many days... Or too on- many
1: TV shows? Uh, a, a little bit of everything <laughs> above. It was a, a, like a Neapolitan ice cream, mate. It was a little bit of all three for right. you, okay. Went for too long, too many days on the island, and they just had it on TV too much during the week. So, you yeah, unless you were watching every night you'd end up missing and it's like well, can't well big, be bothered. big news mate yep. big news cast member yep. Sean Hampson the ex uh, the ex
2: Richmond football player right yes is is going on the on the and it's big news this is big news going on on Australian Survivor married to the uber supermodel Megan Gale Oh, yes. the guys that you sent the book to. And that's that's the big news, mate. Yeah. First time on Survivor that someone who's got a copy of my book is going to be on. Wow. Tell your dog you're pregnant. Well. <laughs> just in case you're wondering, you can find it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Babyandpet.com.au. I, I, we, well, you'll if have... you're in Lithuania, probably Amazon. I wouldn't Yeah, yeah I don't, we don't tend to ship over that way over
1: that way. You'll have to have a watch of when that you know when they do the and Survivor they do the like the, the home video thing? Have a look, because maybe if he does it in his study, you might see your book in his in his bookshelf. You might be right. Oh, sometimes they bring a comfort item. Oh I yeah. imagine it could be in my book. Yeah the, the comfort item might be that yes. He'd, he'd
2: probably need a like a little C D player to play the C D though. So it'd be
1: two comfort items. Two comfort items. Yeah just yeah, to yeah, have yeah. the cry <laughs> baby. You, yeah you, you think you think your book would make it in there as a comfort <laughs> item rather than his supermodel wife Megan Gale. Oh well, I've got my hopes oh, you got your hopes up that's hopes. good. It's, <laughs> it's good to have a dream Lewis. That's the most important <laughs> thing in life sometimes <laughs> fantastic. Uh, All right. Um, sp- speaking of comfort items uh, we're segwaying like 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 a dream oh, this week. Right? Big housekeeping this week. So I had a um during the week I um I went in to do a a, a talk at a childcare centre. B- big shout out to Essex Heights Childcare down the road from um from work. Um, they've had me go in there the last few years. I couldn't do it for a while because my working with children check card <laughs> expired. <laughs> I was going to say you got rejected. <laughs> so, so when Ruben started school this year, and so you know new teacher, and he d- yeah they don't know me. Uh, 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 uh,
2: hang on, uh, sorry, just uh, just uh, uh, kids, just hop out of the room. Yeah, oh, Robbie, uh, no, I've got a cardio, yeah. Lewis, I promise, yeah? uh, Robbie's just uh, just got to check some paperwork. <laughs> just uh, yeah, thanks, girls. Just uh, just pop out of and the just room. Just shut the
1: door. Yeah, ten <laughs> paces away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, slam. slam and stay out. <laughs> There, um, yeah, go on. So So, uh, so yeah, but finally got back to him and said, "Yeah, look, got my working with children check. Let's go." Uh, so I went in there to go and talk to them, and you know, as, as you're talking to the kids, who's got a pet? All the hands up. Oh on the yeah. Pie. yeah, yeah. What? What's your pet? Oh, I've got a black dog, and its name's Molly. Oh, fantastic! I've got a cat, and its name's Fluffy. Oh, that, that's brilliant. One little girl put a hand up and said, "I've got a chicken." I said, like, "Fantastic! What's your chicken's name?" Chicken head. <laughs> chicken head. Chicken head that's right. a that's a good name for a chicken you know it's <laughs> better than better than sometimes you yeah, when you at the occasions where you see a chicken comes in and it's called nugget oh, you know yes. or drumstick yeah, or KFC. something like that chicken head that's wow. not bad yeah, you right. know or faux. Faux would be probably another inappropriate <laughs> name for chicken you know fogar, you yeah
2: know. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but
1: you're not, not big on Vietnamese soups, mate? Yeah. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Fur, fur, fur. Sorry, I was about yes, the mispronunciation. That got me That's yes. what got you, yes. 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 yeah,
2: yeah. So, big shout out to Carl, who, who bring, uh, at work who always, whenever I mispronounce it. Oh, yeah, get your back. clip over the years, Oh, oh yeah, go. yeah, no, don't don't. Oh, right. You very never much. quite get it right. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, now, our sponsors. Yeah, uh, Zilkeen. Zilkeen, mate. Uh, so great, thanks guys for coming on board. Still, we we appreciate your support. It's a mild anxiety lowering medication. Just yes. great for anything. Great for actually, we've got a, a Patreon question about
1: uh, car travel. Yes, That's good for car travel. I, I've been going through bucket loads of it at the moment because we're like in Melbourne at the moment. We've got had so much the crazy windy windy weather that a lot of the dogs that it, seem to have um, uh, storm phobias yes. that they are getting really jumpy, even though we're not having thunderstorms because that you know, usually where there's thunderstorms there wind and so the dogs are reading the signs of going well something's brewing something's coming up so i've been using a lot of the zilking there to try and help to calm those dogs down and try and offset the times when there's not a thunderstorm before then the owners have to resort to using the more heavy duty medication good good
2: good good spot to use it great oddy good and also got our patreon supporters yes the patreon guys. guys really appreciate you We um we'll put something another Patreon Q and A I reckon this week. Yes, next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. Yeah, because it goes. Yes, next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number
1: fifteen. It's going to be. It is too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot so, of good stuff there. So we've got a lot of things on there. So head to patreon.com, search for uh, for Two Vets Talk Pets. For as little as uh, as 50 cents a week, you know, you can join part of the family. You can do more if you like, and you can get some merch. So have a look at the different options, sign up. Um, it helps us out. It helps us to uh, – so it pays for our the, the web hosting and, you know, bits of gear and all that sort of stuff. And we've got some um, – Hopefully gonna have some good uh, good interviews lining up over the next couple of months too. So if we uh, can find some time
2: to get to, to get to get to to, get to, them. to, yeah. to meet these people. <laughs> anyway, I've got an article this week. Well, yeah, from, what do you got? Have you heard of you would have heard about this, mate? The Pet Exchange Register. No, no, what's that? So the new the Pet Exchange Register is basically for anybody that is is selling a puppy or a kitten now.
1: Oh, okay. And I'll
2: read from the uh, this is from uh, the welfare Victoria website from July the first, twenty nineteen. Everyone who advertises a puppy, kitten, dog or cat for sale or giveaway in Victoria will need a source number from the Pet Exchange Register. Right. Source numbers are valid for one year and can be renewed annually for as long as you need it. There's no fee to enroll during the first full year of operation and annual fee will be introduced next year. So do you need to register? So if you are a registered domestic animal business or voluntarily enrolled foster care with your local counsellor, Council, there's no need to register as a source number we provided to you before July the 1st with instructions for use. Everyone else who advertise a puppy, kitten, dog or cat for sale or giveaway in Victoria from the 1st of July will need to register here and the website is... uh, www.per.animalwelfare.vic.gov.au. Right, we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, uh, got to go and register there for a source number. Right, and so the idea about this is is it means that Victorians um, are able to find out now where their pet, where your puppy or kitten has originally come, come from, from. Right, um, by using the this the online database. So, and it's actually an offence now for for people to advertise without. Uh, one, a valid microchip number. Right, okay. Um, and also one of these PER, pet register, exchange register source numbers. Right. Um, so it applies to advertisers uh, selling or giving away dogs, cats, puppies and kittens, as well as the publishers of the advertisements. So I guess if, if on the show, if we had a, a, a stray lot of kittens that we were giving away. Yes. And we said, oh, I've got some kittens at, at work. Yeah. We yeah. would need to
1: have a pet exchange register number for them. Right. So there you go. So so is it um, the pet exchange register number? Is that for each individual animal? Yes. Each individual gets right. one. right Yeah. As okay. Well so you got, I've, I've got a litter of eight puppies. So you go, okay, well, here's the litter of eight. or Here's the eight pet exchange register numbers that are then going to be linked up to their microchips not sure Maybe, either, not sure it might either, be per either, business you might be right
2: yeah, yeah I don't know might be per, probably per, per business yeah okay right so, so I guess so, that, so, that way you, so
1: you can say okay right so this is the you know farmer browns the one that, that bred these dogs. oh hang on here, here it is alright good a source number identifies an individual
2: breeder business or shelter oh there you go so there you go <laughs> excellent <laughs> I could have just read on yes yeah, <laughs> Further down in the frequently asked (laughs) questions. Victorians will be encouraged to check if their new dog or cat has come from a registered source by searching for the quoted source number on the PER before bringing their pet home. So I guess it just means Mm. that, you know, you, you... you know, I guess, well, pet shops don't really sell animals anymore, but if you, you know, you're on Gumtree or whatever yes. it is where you're sourcing your animal from, yeah. and they say, oh, you know, I'm just a local, I just live in, you know. Down the road. Down the road or whatever, and then you go and go, oh, hang on, it's actually come from Mansfield in Victoria or whatever. Yes. And yeah, you get yeah. a better idea, oh, maybe that's not quite the where I expected the puppy to have come from. So yeah, okay. So perhaps provide some legitimacy. I guess it helps a lot with puppy, puppy farm sort of uh, tracking as well. Yes, Potentially.
1: Yeah um i mean it's it's great i mean anything like this to try and help to improve cause, i mean this is all about trying to improve the welfare the well the it welfare is. of the um of the the dogs and cats that are involved in breeding um and making sure that um the people that are doing it are actually registering is there anything on there of what then happens like so if you do happen to get a pup like so, so there must be a thing of when you go to register with your council that you must have to have a um a pet exchange register I, number not, but
2: i'm not sure about that yeah. i don't know but certainly i think uh, hopefully i guess they're monitoring websites and that sort of thing just to make sure that that they're on there every, yeah. yeah the pet exchange thing is on for everyone and i think there's there's quite high fines i think particularly for the publishers Right. So I guess uh, you know they're like the ones it, that are making money out of it. Yeah, I, I guess so so, yeah. the, so Gumtree it's up to them to uh, you know to actually make sure wherever you get in the the advertising of of these sort uh sale of the, the cats and dogs yeah, right. to make sure these numbers are on there. So Um
1: and it's 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 going to be um you yeah, know it, it yeah it's a, it's a good thing to do it just you hope that the um, when they do bring in that annual subscription price though, that they actually have that as cheap enough that people are gonna do it. Because, you know, if they make that too expensive, people people won't do it. Yeah, you know, like it's like, like surely it be a nominal fee, really. You, you'd you'd imagine, hope it's gonna you know, be like ten bucks or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something that's, you know, just a, a, a nothing fee because the Doing it properly is more important than making money out of the process yeah, right. of it. Exactly. So,
2: yeah. yeah, they're probably yeah. trying to cover a few costs, I suppose, just the monitoring and that sort of thing, keeping the website going. A bit like us, mate. A bit like us. Fifty
1: cents a yeah, episode. Don't, don't go and support them on Patreon. <laughs> they're, they're they're a government like ag- government agency, mate. That's where our taxes are going. That's fine. <laughs> you know, you buy a house in Victoria, the amount of stamp duty you're paying, some of that's going there. So you know, if you can afford okay. to buy a house
2: in Victoria, in Victoria, huh? yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs>
1: All righty now, what yeah. do you got, mate? Um, so uh, we actually got uh, had a couple of phone calls during the week of people worrying about um, leptospirosis. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, that we know, talked about
2: last week. wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So
1: people remember that last week we were talking about um, leptospirosis in in Sydney, the outbreak that's been there. So Western
2: Sydney, wasn't it? Wasn't Western
1: it? Sydney? Yes, yeah. Surrey Hills, Glebe, and Darlinghurst. Yeah, you know right. I, mean? I, I know you're really good on your Sydney geography, but yeah, it's in the, it's in the inner west, inner west, inner, inner yeah, west. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. You know, hopefully, some of those Giants players get. Le- <laughs> Those no, prices. No, that's a bit brutal. There, whoa! No, no, no. I've they figured. only thrashed you, um, mate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> total flogging it yeah, was. Yeah, it was only. It wasn't quite ten goals. So, so I probably should be, you know, ease back a little <laughs> bit. Um, but yes, yeah, what was so the score in the first quarter again? Yeah, it was fifty to 7. 57, yeah. Right, thanks. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Well, they, they didn't Continue. score anything in the second quarter, though. But then they just scored a lot after that. As, um, you, as you were, as you were. Thank <laughs> you very much. Yeah. Um. So, so the AVA sent out a um a communication during the week about it, and so they're saying there've been six PCR confirmed leptospirosis cases in inner Western Sydney, and these dogs have died within a few days of presentation to their veterinarians. Oh. But only one case were in only one case with this was the sample submitted for serovar testing. So serovar testing. Is where they're going and working out. Right. Well, what is the actual type of the bacteria? Yeah. So, what's the family of it, the genus? We know it's leptospirosis, but what type of leptospirosis uh, is it?
2: Leptohemorrhagicae? Yeah. Yeah. Copenhageni. Or is it Canicola?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, they're the they're the genus. I think it's the C the. C- now they're Siervas, C- C- S- aren't they? Are they? Yeah, oh, no, we've got C- to C- do Let me see how we go. Um, I only
2: know because when you export a dog to
1: Thailand, I think you need to test for it. Oh, her. okay, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's lots of yeah, Icterohemorrhagiae and Australis and Pomona. You know, Pomona. Which, Pomona. Yeah, that's oh, the one. Pomona. <laughs> um,
2: so my Pomona.
1: Yeah. So what the so the biggest thing, and we'll just reiterate on it again because the the big wh- the ways that your dog is going to pick this up is going to be if they've got access to rats or if they've got access to stagnant water. Um, your clinical signs are going to be uh, you know lethargy. Um, they can have temperatures, vomiting. Blood tests will show they've got liver and kidney disease, and they can get really really sick S- systemic inflammatory response syndrome or SERS, which is a, basically your body starting to explode. You know. Um, so the one of the biggest issues with it is that it is zoonotic, so it can be spread to humans, not just to owners, but to vets and nursing staff as well. So, uh, you know, if your dog is unwell and you're around in the Sydney area, um, you should be being very, very careful. There is a vaccine that's out there, and the advice is, is to seek uh, talk to your vets and find out what their advice is as far as for protecting your dog against leptospirosis. Do you guys vaccinate for lepto with not routinely? No, 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 no we don't either. Not, not
2: in the not in the core vaccines we do no
1: no we don't see it really no no i I know of other clinics around us that do it just because they go oh well there is a vaccine for it so we are going to vaccinate for everything we've got um but then if you're not going to come up against it it's just the more things you vaccinate for the more chance you've got of getting a reaction so um so yeah we don't routinely do it at our clinic either but obviously now that this is happening and everyone's pretty jumpy on it know it's always something that you've got to keep an eye out for you know in the back of your mind you've got a sick dog that's got liver enzymes are huge and its kidney values are huge or that's you know is this on the on the list of differentials yeah
2: so, well I imagine the the vet clinics around west now uh, that those sort of suburbs they, they would be that would be their core vaccines now they'd be doing everything for lepto 100% you
1: know, getting yeah.
2: everyone in so i think probably if you if you're residing in that area even yeah potential uh to ring your local vet and say hey listen do i need to get my dog vaccinated it's just in dogs is it just in dogs yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah just get, just get in Dogs and any thoughts about where they've contracted from? Is there any sort of they got any sort of you know, obviously, it's not, it's not a rural area, I suppose. Western well, Sydney, well, and that's you know, Western thing, Sydney.
1: I think that's the so I think they're more likely thinking about it as far as a rat point of view. So, yeah, yeah, okay. um, so they reckon that it's probably just been coming up. Uh, yeah, reservoir hosts uh, allow for continued contamination of the environment, and given the previous serological information, so they did it at the Unfortunately, the the data that they're citing from this, so they did a um, a cross-sectional study of canine leptospirosis in animal shelter populations in mainland Australia back in 2008. So it's unfortunately 11 years old, um, but they were showing that 2.5% of... um, of shelter dogs, the majority from Western Sydney, which is interesting, right, right, wow. um, had a sero prevalence of 2.5%, with the primary serovar being Copenhageni, and that's been reported in the single case with serological evaluation so far. So, so what we're probably seeing is we're seeing a surge in... In the background level of leptospirosis from what's been in that in that area. So the one so they found
2: is Copenhagenite. What does the vaccine do? Do we
1: know? Do you I, th- know? I think it's Copenhagenite. It is Copenhagenite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't don't You'd quote so. me on it, but um, I think. Uh, Prevention, um, vaccination is available for two Syravars in Australia and is recommended for those Australia, for those animals which are at risk. This may include dogs in the inner Western Sydney suburbs who would be exposed to stagnant pooled water or rodent populations. Oh, that's so, that's so, so if that's you, every dog. So if you've got ponds with rats doing backstroke <laughs> in it, then get your dog protected. Even if you don't. Yeah. Um. The, the one of the big things. Um. With it is that the uh, the duration of immunity with leptospirosis vaccines is likely shorter than the core vaccines, particularly in naive individuals. So you probably need to be looking at getting. Um. It'll be multiple vaccine right. boosters that your dog will need to have. Yeah. So,
2: and maybe not just yearly. It might be. You might be hitting them a little bit harder, yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah. try
1: and keep uh, keep them protected. But talk so, to your local vet. So, yeah, one so hundred recommendation is yeah. So, so if you're in the inner west of Sydney, um, there then, or or you're worried, then talk to your vet and see what their recommendations are. So there you go. More hot off the presses. Lepto talk. Lewis. Excellent,
2: mate. We are at the cutting edge, the mate. The Cutting edge, at, and it's the cutting edge that I'm coming from here, mate. This is, oh, good. This is this is an article from the Journal of Veterinary Behavior, and look, this will be this will be nice. right up us. We'll have we'll, we'll right up gross. right up our alley, mate. Oh, Oh, go up right early. early. Yep. Good. Uh, it's a it's um it's an article titled "Effective Glutamate and or Testosterone Administration on Appetitive and Consumatory Sexual Behaviors in Pubertal Rams and the Influence on the Reproductive Performance of Nulliparous and Ovulatory
1: ewes. Wow, you couldn't we couldn't have <laughs> pulled out that gem on episode sixty nine? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, how wow. is that for an article? That's um. Let's get into it. Im- imagine what's the other uh, the, the the title? Uh, the lead writer? That the title author? Who's?
2: Yeah, no. Well, it's a Mexican article from go, Mexico.
1: Yeah, Mexico. Yeah, bring it on.
2: Yeah, look, I'm I'm really going to butcher. I'm not even going to start. Just give us
1: a first name. Uh, yeah, give me a look. Give me a look. Give me a look, I'll, I'll have a crack. Yeah, at yeah. It. You have a go at that it. one, mate. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Guadalupe.
2: Yeah, of course it is. Guadalupe. So,
1: so imagine Guadalupe, right? And and hello to all of our you know Mexican you know Ram ram. Spanish 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 author in there too. Oh, fantastic. Um, uh, to all of our listeners uh, from South America, yeah, we love we love your work. Um, now America. What Mexico's in South America? Central America, isn't it? Oh well, it's south of America. (laughs) South of America. It's south of the wall. Spain Spain, south of. Something. Well, they speak Spanish in Mexico. So, um, sorry. Don't, don't they speak Mexican? No,
2: I'm <laughs> joking.
1: <laughs> no, uh, no, habla español. Oh yeah. Tanto yeah. um, Do, so- Dos Cerveza, boy. Cerveza, but, 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 yeah, Cerveza, Cerveza, yeah. Don't um, We've all been to Spain, you know. <laughs> we but but even, we've all we've all travelled, mate. You've you 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 been know. to Mexico, though. Haven't, haven't been to Mexico, though. <laughs> <South. Yeah, no. laughs> yeah, in America. Um. <laughs> right, now, let's move on. Go. So. Imagine there. Imagine he's at a dinner party, right? And they go, "So, what's the paper you're writing? You "You look, you look like you got bags under your eyes. What's about? (laughs) Oh no, I don't want to talk about. No, no, no. Come on, come on. No, seriously, I know. Come on, come on, (laughs) Guadalep. Tell us, tell us what it's about. You know, his name? (laughs) Guadalep. It's right there in black and white, Louis. It's called Juan, 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 Jesus, Juan Alepe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's your paper about? It's like, James, what's your paper about? Oh, it's about you know, the the testosterone and things of multi. Oh, tell me. Oh, He's, yeah, I'm really interested. And to what's tell that me, about? What's well, the actual paper? We look at horny rams. <laughs> you know. News of rams. Yeah, it is. That's a good article. Right? Mate, even you know, I've I've picked up more from the title. <laughs> Have you even read this thing? You should read the abstract. It's
2: <laughs> insane. No, we're not going to talk about that. No? No, no, mate, no. This, this is one actually from the same journal. Yeah, okay. The next article along. Oh, this good. Is, uh, this is, uh, again, from the Vet Behaviour. Salivary cortisol concentrations on frequency of therapy dog visits in an outpatient hospital setting. Right. A pilot like this. study. This is really cool.
1: A pilot studdle. A studdle study. So
2: this it's my it's my Spanish coming out. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh this uh- Basically, so salivary cortisol, yeah. for those who don't know, is a really good way of offering measuring stress yes, okay, in an yeah. animal. Um, so uh, the thought is when they're exposed to a stressful environment, their, their cortisol levels in their saliva yeah. um, increases. And it's a, it's a good, quick way that you can test. You know, you just take a quick swab of their mouth. It's not invasive where you have to take a blood test, which potentially can cause stress yeah. in the yeah. sense of taking the blood test. Hey,
1: on that, sorry to jump jump yeah. in on you. Like so, so we'll often measure cortisol at work for tests of trying to check your adrenal axis, your Cushing's disease, Addison's disease, and things like that. Um, it's inter- like what's the correlation then between uh, a salivary cortisol and blood cortisol like is it is is it as good does it take longer to go up is it more of like a broad uh sort of picture of cortisol level is that do you uh, is that a something that you know knowledge of uh, that, that you contain or oh, I think um I think that's probably a really
2: good topic for you for next week Robbie how about Deb <laughs> Deb works in a lab <laughs> Deb yeah yeah <laughs> yeah even not not necessarily in that sort of area yeah yeah so, yeah yeah, next week, mate. Next Perhaps week. Well, yeah. just put that on, on task for you, mate. That's a little Should bit of, little bit yeah. of research yeah. for awesome. you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> mate, mate. Oh, here comes Deb. She's <laughs> coming in. no. No, don't don't put her on. No, no, no. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Thanks. No, it's all right, babe. No, no, no. It's oh Robbie's talking about salivary cortisols. I'm saying you don't know a lot about that. No. no okay, no, no. no, she doesn't. Hi Deb. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Robert, I like no, it. I, know. I yeah, like it. You're, in, you're in trouble. Like you are in trouble. How dare you call her? Yeah. How dare you call my wife? <laughs> <laughs> She's busy. <laughs> um so yes, yeah, salivary cortisols and uh, therapy dogs. Obviously we're talking about dogs, uh, you know, therapy dogs that go into a hospital yes. or into a, a nursing home or a hospice, or in this case, uh went into a nursing an outpatient nursing unit at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester in America, Minnesota. The, yeah. Minnesota. So, and a pilot study means it's a really small study. Yeah. So, really, they only looked at four dogs going into into these settings,
1: testing the waters, dipping your toe exactly. in, and just say, just is think- there something here?
2: Yeah, I like that. So, so they um, in uh, the four therapy dog teams are randomly assigned to an outpatient nursing unit at in, in Rochester. The therapy teams were then randomly assigned to the order of four treatments. So, treatment A. They had two visits a week over the course of four weeks. Treatment B, one visit a week over the four weeks. Treatment C, two visits over the course of four weeks. So two visits in total, whereas treatment A was two visits a week. Yeah. Um, and treatment D was one visit in the whole t- four weeks. Okay, right. So what do you reckon, mate? Which group, A, B, or C... Or, or d d. D. There yeah, d there is a d yeah there is a d. d yeah i've given away <laughs> um w- what do you reckon which group's less stressed the one that goes put it this way the one the group that goes more regularly yep. or the group that just goes once once occasionally
1: yep so my money is going to be on the one that goes less frequently gets more stressed because they are le- or, or there may be a little bit of a blip in the middle it might be that um the ones that don't go there very often get more stressed the ones that go there uh the ones that go there less often get more stressed. The ones that go there more often might get a little bit more stressed, just because they're being exposed to it a little bit more. I don't know, but I reckon I reckon D's gonna have the highest ones.
2: D's gonna be the highest, and you're right, mate. It's hey, spot on. well done, well Woo. done. So it's yeah, good. Um, when comparing pre and post salivary cortisols, only treatment A was significantly different. So, oh, so okay. the dog that was going the the two visits a week, two twice Yeah, twice a week, yeah, two times per week, yeah, or four times a fortnight, yes, yeah, yeah, just just showing I okay. know no maths, <laughs> um and uh, and um so the, the the in comparing baseline to post visit salivary cortisol concentrations, treatment A had a significant reduction in cortisol post visit. Right, these this data suggests that the more frequently. Two visits a week. The therapy dog visits. The lower the cortisol concentrations will be. Yeah, right. So it's. I was basically saying the more visits, I guess, the dog's becoming habituated. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's. Uh. It's getting used to the environment. It's like it's going for an, just another trip for. You yes. know, like going for a walk around the block. Yeah. Or yeah. off to the to the hospital thing. So, but you bring up a good point, mate. At what point do, is it too many visits that yeah. it becomes stressful for 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 the um for the dog? And I, I guess there's other little things you worry wonder about, like uh. If there's a big turnover of, of patients, yes. I imagine if you're seeing a different patient every time you go and they're all wanting to pat and interact with the dog, potentially that could be more stressful yeah. than if it's the same group like an and perhaps a nursing home where it's the same
1: group of of yeah. people that they're that's they're week in, week out. And also the different patient groupings as well. Because one of our clients um does this, like takes her dogs into um into a hospice and um she's she's talking to me about it and go, Look, yeah, the cause the dogs when she's in a comfortable environment she's fine. But loud noises and things like that, she's terrible. She gets really badly anxious and she said, Look, I don't I, I wanna keep doing it because the dog enjoys it and the patients really, really enjoy it but if in a certain situations and i said well probably what you're going to have to do is if there is a certain area because there was a, a a patient that had a um a degenerative brain disease that then meant that they were very loud and very confronting mm. not threatening but you know the fact that they were very loud and they'd come out all of a sudden and start making a lot of noise would really upset the dog And i said well, i think what you're gonna have to say is just you know if they're in a certain section you just can't go in that section mm. with her you know you know, mm. I know you want to take your dog around to see as many people as you can, but it might be that for you know you've got you've just got to do a really good job with what you can for the people that you can and not upset the dog at all, you know. Yeah. So um and, and, and that's um I guess a re- probably an, an interesting point as well like, I guess if the pilot study gets up and they actually do some more things would be a way of being able to measure the, re- the actual responses because you know some dogs they might freeze when they' when they're there and the uh, handlers think that they're actually okay you know that might be a way of being able to judge and say okay well how well does this dog actually? tolerating this uh, as a coping yeah yeah,
2: yeah. And I, I wonder if, if when they're training for therapy dogs whether they do sort of tell them a little bit about body language of the dog and that sort of thing i guess it yeah. just depends on on where that the the title of therapy dog came from interesting with um with the dog that you've got do you have to do um swabs throat swabs on it or you know no regular? just just
1: a general health check
2: yeah because we used to we used to have a dog that uh when i was working a long time ago that we have to we have to do six monthly um throat swabs Really? On it. And of course, you do a, a, a throat swab on a dog, and you come back with bacteria, no oh, doubt about 100%, it. 100%. And yeah. so then it'd have to go on antibiotics because it couldn't go because it, supposed to had an infection. Oh, well, was well, really it was a really weird thing. That's I, bizarre. We, yeah. Even when we talked to them, like, nope, nope, got to make sure it's not contagious. And it's like, well, they've got normal flora and all bacteria in, the, in their throat, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're never going to get a swab that's not positive. Yeah.
1: you swab the doctor's the back of the doctor's throat, and there's going to be bacteria. Yeah. In, or, or the vet's throat. The vet's throat, yeah. well, definitely the vet's throat. Yeah. We're, we're the ones going up and getting really, close and kissing these dogs on the lips, Lewis. You know, I, I, I assume anyway, you know, I've heard, you know. So, not, so it
2: shows on Instagram. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that, I mean, that's, and i, I I really, and the people that come in and that have their therapy dogs, you know, I've so much time for those guys. You yeah. know, it's it's really good. I it's mean, they get, they get such a buzz out of doing it, you know? And I think, um, you know, that's one of the things I think, I think greyhounds, you know, would be a really good, um, you know, uh, therapy dog as well, mm. you know, because they're, they're they at a really good height for being out for people to be able to pat when they're oh, sitting yeah. in chairs and yeah. things like that. The fact that they're short coated means that you know you tend to not. I mean they're, st- they're still going to lose hair, but they're only losing short hair. It's not like you're taking a you know a, a, a great Dane or not a, like a golden retriever that you're losing four inches longer bits of <laughs> hair um, but I think um, you know those those types of dogs like the big dogs that are easy to pat for old people that are pretty good and gentle they're they're the ones that are really good so um, you know, if anyone out there does do therapy dogging with their um yeah with their pets. Let us know. Let us know what your experiences have been because you know it's uh I think it's a really, really good thing for people to do.
2: And we'd love to give you a shout out too. Absolutely hundred percent. Great, great yeah, service yeah. you guys are offering doing that sort of thing. Really, yeah. really good. So but showing yeah it's perhaps some perhaps it's, it's better to go on more regular visits than uh than than really spacing them out. Yeah if, there you you go if you've, got, if you've got a therapy dog.
1: Uh disclaimer time. Yep, all advice on this show is generally nature so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we've missed anything or if you need any clarification. Hit us up, Lewis. What do you got? All right, mate. Now, last week you mentioned you'd never
2: heard of a condition called litter mate syndrome.
1: Complete novice, mate. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm, a, I'm a blank canvas, I like this. I like that I'm educating listeners, but also yourself. My, ab- absolutely. Yeah. What, it's what gets me out of bed to come and do these things, mate. It's about knowledge. That's what I'm looking forward to next week on salivary
2: versus blood cortisol levels. <laughs> <laughs> really looking forward to that. Excellent. Yeah. So litter mate syndrome, what is it? So essentially there's a... There's a little bit of a amongst the profession of trainers and behaviourists. There's a little bit of a thought that uh, that when um, uh, that you shouldn't get two dogs from the same litter.
1: Right. Yeah. That,
2: uh, that that um, that that they're, they're predisposed to getting certain conditions. Um, and and some of the the reasons that people sort of say this kind of thing um, are they feel that when they get two dogs from the same litter that they um, um, they'll bond better with each other right. rather than with their owner. And this can be the point of actual hyper-attachment, like they're so over-attached to the other dog right, okay. um, that they don't listen to the owners at all. Um, and and there's some sort of thought that uh, that um, they even become globally fearful. So they become fearful of other people or other dogs um, and, and they're even anti-social when, right. you, get, when you get two dogs fr- from the same litter. Um And also uh, um, they say it's harder to train two dogs at once um, or generally harder to train the dogs. Um, there's some thought that, that that's aggressions more likely between littermates, Um And, and that, that may be perhaps you know, when they both reach social maturity at yeah, the okay. same time. So social maturity is about 18 to 36 months of age. Right. It's like the teenage years, teenage years without yeah. the sexual component because they've already gone through sexual maturity about six to nine months. Um, and, and If that's, you needed
1: more information on that, go and look at the RAM article, yeah, <laughs> the, the different sexual oh. hormone changes. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, you yeah, know, but...
2: And, and then there's the separation issue that, you know, if one dog has to go into hospital or one dog passes away, um, you know, that one, the other dog becomes very anxious because missing missing the litter, litter mate. So, there are a lot of the reasons why people say that they sh- you shouldn't get a litter mate. And, and a lot of people want to do it. Yes. Because they think there's one lot of mess. You know, they've got two puppies. They grow up. There's one lot of mess and toilet training and training that goes on. Yeah. They perhaps feel that they don't want the dogs to be lonely. Yes. So, yep. so they get um, two dogs from the same litter. Sometimes, and I reckon this happens a bit on about you, mate, but they feel sorry for the little mate that's left behind. Yes. You know, yeah,
1: they, the last one left. The hangdog look. Exactly. Don't look back, kids. Don't look yeah. back. Just look at the puppy that's in your hands. Don't look back. Don't look back. Oh, I can cry. I'll oh, take the t- t- other one. All oh,
2: right, we'll take them both. Yeah. You know, so I reckon that happens more than you sort of yeah. You realise. They don't want to, have to leave that one puppy
1: left behind. That's just a marketing ploy, though. The breeders, they actually have got all the other puppies sitting in the other room. <laughs> yes. You don't actually see, they only, they only just see the two there. go, oh, yeah, no, this one, the other owners, they didn't want to take it. So, you know. Yeah, they it, brought it back. They brought or, it
2: back. Or, yeah. We'll probably euthanise it if, if you don't take
1: it. Yeah, like, it's so sad, you uh, know, yeah. but, but that's, that's fine. Here's but the one you that you, you want. Which one of the two did you want again? <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, look at that one sitting sadly. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. All right, bye buddy. Yeah. See Come ya. on, I'll go and get the keys. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> oh, you did want to take the second puppy. Oh, you sure I'm oh. sure that doesn't happen. No, you don't think so? No, no. Not no. a lot of breeders that listen to the yeah, show. Did. Yes, yeah did, yeah. did listen. Did listen to the <laughs> to show. The show. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: And the other reason sometimes people do that is they want the pups to grow up together. Yes. No, yep. Which is oh, all that, that's all fine.
1: There's merit in that. Yeah.
2: But really there's no research to say that there is this condition called littermate syndrome, right? And all the signs that the, the trainers or you know behaviourists in yes. inverted commas you know sort of say out there, they can all be put down to other different reasons or just the fact that you've got two dogs yes, in the yep. house. So um, I really don't think that it truly is a littermate syndrome. Yep. And I think you know if if you want to get two dogs. Go and get two dogs. Yeah. Um. You know. But but you know, most people I like to say get one dog to start with. Yeah. I think. You know. Yes. Yeah. And unless you're really gun ho on getting the two dogs, certainly having um having two dogs um, it's a lot more work. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a hell of a lot work. Um. You know. Uh. You know, and, and there are some issues perhaps associated with getting two dogs at, at the same time. I'll go to, to a little bit of those. Um, obviously don't get sucked in by the breeder with their sob stories, <laughs> to your guns. Um, and don't
1: take your kids to pick up the puppy. That's a big one I say yeah, to people, right. don't yes. take your kids when you go to get the yes. dog because you know you you will be emotionally tugged at enough rather than having the kids there going, Oh, can't we? Look at that
0: other one. Yeah.
2: Oh mummy. Yeah, that's a really good point. And um, you know, that there, there's um you know, if if we look at some of the issues, so um, you know, looking at a dogs, perhaps they're saying that the two dogs become fearful of people and they're globally anxious and, and, yeah. and antisocial. Well, if you've got two dogs from the same litter, they'll carry a lot of the same genes. Yes. So if if one dog is potentially an anxious dog and it's going to be fearful in in the environment or fear or antisocial or you know uh, anxious around other dogs, there's a big potential that. The other dog will also be anxious. So you will have yeah. two dogs with the same, similar genes. Yeah. You know, they've got anxiety from mum or dad, passed down. And, and that can be why when you see one dog that's anxious in a, in a, in a litter like a, the other one, there's a high possibility yes, as yeah. well that that, that that one's going to be anxious too. Obviously when you get two do- two dogs at one time you might think yes it's less work of but it's actually more chaos yeah more stress more work and often more frustration yeah particularly if you know toilet training isn't going that well yeah so in that sense you know you can you might see two puppies from the same litter litter mates that um, uh, that are perhaps not – that are causing more issues. Yeah, yeah. Because you've got double, double the, the – half the time and double, yes. double, the, double the work. Um, and, and I guess that's the same with, with having less time for each puppy – um, potentially you decrease you know each instead of having full training for one dog yeah. you got half the training time for each dog individually you know yes. um and and half of the time to allow them to develop you know yeah. and, and socialize in them and, and all that sort of
1: thing. You're complicating your life really you know it's um it's that thing of it's going to take you a certain amount of time to train one dog. And if you're trying to train that one dog while well, there's another dog bouncing around going, "Look at me, look yeah. at me,
2: look at me, look at me." Or so, let's
1: play, let's play, let's play. play. Yeah. So it's it's probably if you if you're at that position, you probably kind of need two people to be training the two dogs at once, don't you? Yeah, you or know?
2: or be training them separately first and then yeah. and then training them together or or mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. But, but yeah, you're right, working more time on on, it, on each of them. Um and and uh, Often, I guess, when people get two litter mates, there's sort of a bit of a thought that that having two dogs together, they'll socialise each other. Yeah. So perhaps people who get litter mates are less likely to work hard on socialising those two pups.
1: Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So
2: they'll keep them at home, in the home environment, less likely to maybe take them to puppy school because yeah. they, they've got each other. Yeah. Maybe less likely to visit other dogs because it's a big, you know, you go and see two other dogs, you got four dogs, it's a madhouse or, yeah. you know, it could be quite chaotic. So that may be one reason, another reason why puppies that come together are perhaps less social or even have anxiety issues because they get a little bit less socialization at that, at that critical period, which is from three weeks to three months of age yes. when, when they really need to experience it. Lots of different dogs, yeah. lots of different people, lots of different environments yes. a, as well. So, look, there's certainly no research saying that this syndrome exists. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so it, it's it's all um, subjective assessment from what people have seen from the, you know, um, uh, was it um, the bias? It's um, anecdotal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What what's the thing where you where you expect to see something and then you're going to see it? It's like it's a type of bias. Yeah. It's um, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Not
2: confirmed bias. I know what you mean. Con- yeah, yeah, is it confirmation bias? Yeah, it think, might be something con- like that. Confirmation
1: bias. Is where it? you think that something might happen, and then when you see it, you go, "Oh, of course, you know that," or this must be the reason why you know, rather than just going there's another reason for it and it's actually got nothing to do exactly. with... Exactly. Yeah. It's
2: like your Facebook feed that ends up with all the same opinions that you do. Yeah. And you never see the other side of any opinions because yes. of the things that you like ends up showing up in your feed. So yes. you get a very biased uh, Facebook feed. But that's another topic. Yeah, for another day. <laughs> for another day, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So look, you know, yeah, yeah if, if you want to get two dogs... That's, fine. Two dogs. That, that's two dogs. Two, that's two dogs. But, um, you know, there's certainly nothing to say that, that aggression between litter mates is worse than two dogs that live in the same household, yeah. potentially that aren't, aren't related. Um, I guess, it, you know, my only advice perhaps would be get uh, two males if you're going to get litter mates. Yeah, that, that but, was an interesting point. Yep. But, but this is, I mean, uh, you know, if you're going to get two dogs in general, I often say get two males or a male and a female. yeah. I just seem to find if if we do have aggression in a household and it's between two female dogs, it just seems it's it's a lot harder to treat and often yep. a lot a lot poorer prognosis. So right, yeah. so that that's my only rationale, perhaps there with 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 that is 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 perhaps avoid getting two two female dogs.
1: And is that something that the, that there's been science behind or again anecdotal? Because I, I have the same anecdotal um uh assessments of what i see too yeah,
2: yeah. look i don't know yeah i think probably is i don't know if there's any oh there might be some articles about it. i have to do some t- some deep digging yeah but certainly my my opinion and i think by a lot of us behaviorists definitely that sort of yeah. something but it'd be interesting to know is is yeah is there some research my opinion another day mate so yeah we'll do cortisol so- saliva yeah saliva next week <laughs> next week and then and then week after i'll, I'll tell you if it's if it's, uh, if it's if two females fight more than than a male and a female or two males so look every everyone who's got two dogs at the moment yes great good Fantastic. on you if you, yeah if it's happening enjoy they're great company for each other yes yeah we're not saying don't get rid of one dog not at all but <laughs> it's time to hunger games this thing <laughs> but, but yeah but but essentially um you know whether they're litter mates or whether they're just two dogs that are living together some really good things to take on board from the the you know what we talked about today is is train them separately. Yes. So, you know, have times where they're training together, but then also have times where you're doing some training separately or playing with them separately. Yeah. Or at least walk them separately as well. Right, so maybe yep. once a week you're going for a walk where one dog stays at home, give them a nice uh, Kong filled with uh, peanut butter or something like that, something enjoyable, and then you go out with the other dog for the normal walk and then yep. maybe you come back, maybe you take the other dog or something, something like gotcha. that. So, so yeah. Yeah, right. So just on that chance that there are some times when they need to be separated, Yeah, you you are sort of geared up, and they know that that or or well, two things. One is that they've habituated to a little bit of some separation. But the second thing is if you're having problems with that, yeah. you know that you've got to actually work on that a little bit more so yes. that when something does happen, one dog goes to hospital or one dog unfortunately passes away or something that um, that we're actually used to being separated a little yes. bit, bit, yeah, bit
1: yeah. from that dog. So give them a little bit of time apart. There you go. So there you go, mate. Little nice one. syndrome. Yeah, yeah. No, that's terrific. It's um and I mean those those last bits at the end of the the walking walking the dog separately. It it, it it makes complete and utter sense, you know, and it's, that's not a piece of advice I've ever given it, apart from like if you've got one dog that's got a sore leg and one dog that doesn't, it's go well, <laughs> don't walk the dog with a sore walk, leg and walk, walk the one with it. Well, that's you know? a perfect time. Yes. One's yeah, got an injury. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, but it's just that thing of, um, like, you know, so if you're going to, yeah, you know, If you usually walk your dogs for 20 minutes in the morning, well, then you take one for a walk for 10 minutes while the other one's having the Kong and then you come back and swap over. Yeah, you know, The other one gets the Kong and the other one goes for the walk for the 10 minutes. Spot if on. You walk for your 20 minutes, the dogs have had a little bit of a part time. They've also had a little bit of alone time and realised that the world hasn't ended. Yes, you know that they that they're all coming back. That and everything's absence okay. Absence makes their
2: heart grow fonder. So too. much fonder. Yeah, yes, yeah. they're yeah. really happy to see a you. A nice
1: bum sniff and say, "Are yeah. you still the same dog?" <laughs> yes, terrific. Who did you meet? No one. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> everything's all good. Well, it's interesting.
2: The um that that brings us to uh, one of our, our
1: Patreon questions. Yes. For,
2: for next week is we have got a question that's come in about a cat that's aggressive to another cat after a hospital visit. Oh, right, really common we see yes. that. So so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll that we'll talk about that on on Patreon. I think how are you. How how you avoid it from happening? Yes. Um. And uh, and how you treat it if it does happen? Where yeah. where they come back smelling like smelling like chlorhexidine at the clinic? Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, and and then the other cat goes, "Oh, I don't like your smell. I don't like you anymore. I'm going to attack you. You've changed, man. Yeah. Put the put that link spray back on, <laughs> and we'll know who you are.
1: Yeah. Um. And the other Patreon ones we're going to um deal with. Um. Uh, I had a mum from school ask me the other day um about her dog that goes crazy in the car, gets really stressed out right. and so how can we try and, uh, what can we do to try and help out? So, yeah, Because okay. that's a, a pretty common one that we get of the dogs that they freak out in the car. Car so. travel.
2: We could do, I'll do actually a whole segment on that probably. Yeah, But yeah. I'll answer that question, do a brief answer. And we'll then do a brief
1: one and then you'll do, do we'll a, do a, do a fully. Down,
2: down track. So next week is he's, uh, he's Cortisol. Cortisol. Cortisol, mate. <laughs> you
1: need to go
2: home and do some reading. As oh, soon as you I read, get home. I'm I
1: glad I've got a week <laughs> week off coming up so I can sit down and try and get all the podcast do prepping a, done. a
2: deep dive. A on, deep a, dive a deep on dive. Cortisol. Yeah, I yeah, reckon. And then we got one other one that. Um, oh an owner, Unfortunately, one of the they got two. I think they got two cats in the house. Um, and unfortunately, one of the the younger cats died of feline infectious peritonitis. Yes, okay, yeah. Which we talked about a couple of uh, a couple of podcasts ago. Um, and they're wondering about getting a new cat and, and quarantine measures and right. how to make sure that the new cat doesn't you know get infected
1: or, yeah, or right. get
2: affected. Yes. Um. So so that that's a good one. We'll, we'll touch on that in in the in Patreon as well.
1: Excellent. Um. And uh, before you started throwing me under the bus about cortisol, <laughs> um, uh, we've got a um a choice magazine. <laughs> No, don't change it, mate. The no, listeners, mate. The listen, I'm getting text messages right now oh, from bro- listeners. Well, turn your phone off for, for starters. <laughs> you know, engage right here. You know, I'm right, I'm sitting right here in front of you, Um now, Facebook's uh, lit up, mate. No, it's, no, it's lit just up, gone know all about cortisol. Yeah, Mark, the, the, the little bat phone in Mark Zuckerberg's office just going off. <laughs> going out. something's something surging in Australia. What's going on? <laughs> So, something's so, something's trending. So trending, yeah. Twitter, it's trending. Yeah. Cortisol so the, in dogs. The, the first a so cortisol. The, the first time I've ever been on any sort of trend in my life. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. so, uh,
2: uh, it's up there with uh, hashtag uh, pies beaten. Second, oh, second yeah, one, yeah. hashtag salivary, cortisol and dogs. Yeah,
1: hashtag cold pies. <laughs> cold pies. Cold pies. So just in case you don't get time to get onto it, mate, anything yeah. else
2: you want to talk about next
1: week? Well, I was going to go through um, Choice Magazine, a consumer affairs magazine in Australia, uh, recently did a big article about um, the hidden costs of pet ownership. Right. So, um, yeah, trying to scare the crap out of potential pet owners. So I thought we might have a look at that and see what's um, what we agree with and what we think is, yeah. uh, is BS.
2: Yeah, might have to check the fees of the clinic after it too, mate. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if the ACCC is going to come down on us. <laughs> Fantastic. All righty, mate. Good stuff. So, look, if you've got any questions for us, um, certainly we're on Instagram, yep. Two Vets Talk Pets. We're on Facebook.
1: Yep. We are lit up on Twitter at the yep. moment.
2: Um, and uh, and also you can you can get us on Patreon. Yes. Um, but send or, a, op-
1: or at twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can send through your questions, comments, anything like that. Um, you know, a... Uh, 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 is it um, Julia from um, from? Yeah, Li- Julia. Julia. Ju- it might be Julia. Oh, it might be from Lithuania. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. No, Let's that's not. J- just in case she was going to. Yeah, <laughs> you mean from South America? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. is Lithuania
2: yeah. in South America, Robbie? Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, I we've don't all, know. We've
1: all travelled. yeah we sure have. Have you been to Lithuania? I haven't been to Lithuania. No, I no, 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 I haven't, I haven't either. Did, didn't make it there. We'll go over and we'll do it. We'll do an OB out in Julia's backyard. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, send us an email, Julia, and let us know how you found out about us. Um, and I've please don't change your review to one star. No, I After this. Um but otherwise, guys, thank you very much. We'll uh we'll catch you all next week. See you later. Peace out, bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and